Come on, you got to seize the goddamn gap. People are so goddamn inefficient. Oh, goddamn it! I don't care if you're old, seize the gap! Welcome to Seize the Gap Fantasy Football, where we help you win your fantasy football leagues by seizing the gap so you can stop being so inefficient. I'm Magna Mills, and I'm here to help you set your lineups in week 13 by discussing some players who I'm sitting or starting in my leagues this week. Thanks for checking out Seize the Gap. Find us wherever you get your podcast by searching for Seize the Gap. Find us on social media at Seize the Gap FF. And find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. If you could, please take a second to comment, rate, like, follow, subscribe. Any one of those things only takes you a couple seconds. Helps other people find the show when we really appreciate it. Please and thank you. Every week is, you know, kind of its own little individual unique thing. It, so sometimes we change things up. But this week, it seems that the easiest way to do things that helps everybody out will just be to briefly go through each game and kind of break down the players who are going to be the toughest start-sit decisions for fantasy owners this week. We'll start with the Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. I think you're pretty much locked and loaded with Jalen Hurts, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Smith. Just go ahead and start them. Uh, I really wouldn't get cute with any other Eagles. I'm not playing Kenneth Gainwell. I'm not playing Quez Watkins. I'm not playing any of the tight ends. Traylon Burks is probably the toughest call here. The Eagles are missing some players in their secondary, and they can score points, so Tennessee could be forced to throw more than usual here. I really do like the ceilings that, that Burks has here. I think he's in the middle of kind of his big breakout, so if it's kind of a coin flip between him and another player, you know, call it maybe more of a, like a Tyler Boyd type or something like that, I think I'll go with more of the, the Bob prospect, the guy in Burks, who I think, although he has a low floor, has a pretty high ceiling despite the tough matchup. Next up, we have the Jets at Vikings. I think that you're auto-locking in there. Garrett Wilson, uh, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, go ahead, plug them in. Zonovan, Bam Knight, he's the popular ad at running back this week with Michael Carter being doubtful for the Jets. And this is really a game script thing. It, the Jets are going to want to play defense and run the ball. If they get up early, they have a good game script. You know, maybe Bam's a thing. He gets 100 yards on a touchdown. If the Jets fall behind or it gets into more of a shootout, I think you could probably do worse than Ty Johnson at running back in PPR leagues. So kind of take from that what you will. Totally depends on your league, but not jumping to start a Jets running back. I'm okay with streaming Mike White at quarterback. I think it's fine. I think he's actually got a better a better floor than we think. I do not think he's going to face plan here. And I actually don't mind Tyler Conklin as a streamer at tight end. A little bit of a, you know, quote-unquote revenge game back at the Vikings. On the Jets side of the ball, I'm going to wait and see on Elijah Moore. Don't mind adding him in deeper leagues, but I don't think I'm starting him here. I don't mind starting the Jets defense if you're only carrying one and that's who you got, but they could, you know, definitely get there against Kirk Cousins, but they could also get you zero to negative points if everything goes wrong. Kind of like how it happened for the New England Patriots on Thanksgiving against the Vikings. I didn't say you had to start Delvin Cook. I am probably starting him in most scenarios, but I don't think it's an absolute and total lock at this point. And again, I'm probably going to get away from, from Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen if I can. Very, very tough matchup for Thielen, also for Justin Jefferson, but you're not sitting Justin Jefferson. I think Thielen's an easy sit, and Kirk Cousins is a pretty easy sit. I know he's had his moments this year, but I, I think uh, bad Kirk might be rolling into town this week, so I'm benching him where I can afford to do so. 
Moving on to the Cleveland at Houston game, I think Nick Chubb and the Cleveland defense are the only two auto starts here. I'm probably playing Amari Cooper. You do just wonder if Deshaun Watson's a little rusty and they're running the hell out of the ball. Do they really need to give Cooper much volume? Again, probably playing him, but I don't think it's a mortal stone cold lock. And as far as Watson goes, I'm probably playing him if I don't have an option that's clearly better. You know, he's Kirk Cousins. It's a good comparison. Cousins has been playing pretty well, but the matchup is tough in a game that could be low scoring. So I'd probably take my chances with Deshaun Watson. They paid him all that money. They gave him that contract. I think they're going to want to make him look good. I think he's going to want to have a big game, you know, albeit a little bit of a revenge game there at the Texans. So I'm probably playing Watson where I have him, especially if you've been holding him all year. You know, this is kind of the thing. Uh, Dynasty League, Superflex, that kind of thing. Definitely getting him back in there. And I think you could do worse than Kareem Hunt this week. Again, if they get that good game script, I think he could see a lot more work than he's seen in most games this year. But I do not think I'm going to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones or David Bell this week. Don't mind Harrison Bryant as a streamer with David and Joku out. Really don't want anyone on the Texan side. If uh, Rex Burkhead is ruled out, I give Damian Pierce a little bit of a bump here, assuming that he's in on passing downs over uh, Dari Ungubuale. Otherwise, I'm okay with Ben Pierce here, despite his great run earlier in the year. And Nico Collins is kind of fine as a wide receiver three with Brandon Cooks out. They have to throw the ball to somebody. You know, six catches for 60 yards isn't super impressive, but 12 points in a PPR league kind of get you there as a wide receiver three. Moving on to the Denver Broncos and Baltimore Ravens game. You're definitely starting Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, and the Baltimore defense. Special teams, lock and load both those guys. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are both questionable. If one of them sits, I'm willing to play the other one. If they both play, I'm probably not starting either of them if I can help it. I don't hate Greg Dulcich as a streamer at tight end. I especially like him if Sutton and Judy are both out. I'm not streaming Kendall Hitton or any of the other ancillary Broncos wide receivers, and I'm not really trying to get Latavius Murray in there, especially with it looking like Mike Boone will be back in action this week. So I'm just avoiding the Broncos pretty much entirely where possible, with the possible exception of Dulcich. As far as the Ravens, I don't want to mess with Isaiah Likely or Josh Oliver. I'm not playing Kendall Drake, and I'm not playing Devin DuVernay. I'm not playing Demarcus Robinson. Go ahead, start Gus Edwards if you need to. But outside of Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, the defense, and Justin Tucker, Gus Edwards, you you can squeeze him in there. But again, I don't necessarily think that he gets there, especially if the Ravens can get up or they do elect to go a little bit more of a split job. Maybe, you know, Kenny Drake gets worked back in. Maybe we see Justin Sills, something like that. Moving on to the Washington Commanders at the New York Giants. You're definitely starting Saquon Barkley. You're starting Terry McLaurin. Outside of that, it's a little meh. I'm kind of lukewarm on Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, but Antonio Gibson is questionable. If he sits, I don't know if I say it say you have to start Brian Robinson, but I think he would be right on that borderline of must start. So I like him quite a bit better if Gibson is out, especially because they're already without J.D. McKissick. I'm probably sitting Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Logan Thomas. I'm okay with the Commanders DST. I am okay with the Giants DST, but I prefer the Commanders if you were choosing between the two. I don't hate Daniel Jones as a streaming option at quarterback, but I like him better if Darius Slayton plays. Uh, The Giants have a bunch of questionable guys at wide receiver. I believe Darius Slayton's questionable. Richie James is questionable. 
I have some interest in Richie James if he plays in the slate and is out. If both of those guys are out, I have maybe moderate interest in Isaiah Hodgins as kind of a you know streamer in super deep leagues. And it should definitely throw in there that Graham Gano remains a solid kicking option here for the Giants if you're in a league that still uses kickers. Moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers at Atlanta Falcons. I think Pat Fryermuth is probably my only mortal lock you have to start up here, and that says more about the tight end position than anything else. Uh, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren running backs for the Steelers are both questionable. I'm okay with Najee Harris as a flex if they both play. If Harris played and Warren didn't, I'm quite a bit higher on Harris. The only way I'm starting Warren is if he plays and Harris does not. And I'm not touching Benny Snell unless both players are out. And even there, I don't know that I would go kind of all in on Snell in the way you would like Samaje P. Ryder, Jeff Wilson the other week. I do think they'd probably mix Antonio or Anthony McFarland in there a little bit with him. I love George Pickens. I play him over Deontay Johnson, but I don't think you can call him like an auto start or a must start. And Deontay Johnson, he's fine as a flex, but it just really feels like he has no ceiling at this point. He's become the new Jacoby Myers with like less efficiency, less volume. When will he find the end zone? I do like the Pittsburgh DST here. Obviously, they take a hit if TJ Watt doesn't play, but I expect him to be out there ultimately. And finally, for the Steelers, I think Kenny Pickett, he's a you know, he's a fine streamer. I wouldn't be going out of the way for it, but I know of at least one league where I'm starting him this week where I have Kyler Murray on a bye. So if you need to do something like that, that's not bad. I don't mind starting Cordero Patterson for the Falcons at more of a running back two type, but I'm fine with rolling him out there. Outside of that, I'm not really super interested in anybody. Uh, Olamita Zacchaeus is fine in a deeper league. You can take a shot on Drake London scoring a touchdown, but there's just no volume there. You can stream Marcus Merrill if you're desperate. Uh, maybe Tyler Algier in a super deep league, but that's about it. Just not a lot to like on the Falcon side. Low volume offense, not a lot of upside there. There is some upside in the next game. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Detroit Lions. I think at this point you have to play Jamal Williams, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Travis Etienne, assuming he plays, and Christian Kirk. Starting all of those guys, I mean, this is almost a start everyone game. Uh, Travis Etienne is questionable, but I expect him to play. If he did not play, you have to see what they do with their backups. Uh, they might make Daryl Henderson active in that case, and if that's how it happens. I don't know if you can play any of them. If Etienne was down and they didn't activate Henderson, then I think you could play Jermichael Hasty. Zay Jones, big week last week. I'm fine with him kind of as a wide receiver three if he plays. Again, questionable, but I expect him to play. If he doesn't play, Marvin Jones is kind of interesting as that Bob, that boomer bust wide receiver three, a little bit of a revenge type game at the Lions. Uh, love Trevor Lawrence here, right on the borderline of a must start. This could easily be his best fantasy game of the year here. And I am going to go back to the well with Evan Ingram. Let me down two weeks in a row. He's fine in the end zone here. Mark it down. Don't even mind streaming Jared Goff on the other side of the ball. He's definitely not been as good as he was those first few weeks, but he does have DJ Chark back again. Another kind of real deep Bob type of player. If you're in a, a deep league, you know, you just need a dart. He is that guy still capable of getting a 60, 70 yard touchdown, something like that. You know, Goff's kind of the same way, uh, you know, low floor, pretty decent ceiling. I wouldn't say high ceiling, but I'd say medium ceiling, you know, 
he's moving on up a little bit. And I think I definitely will play DeAndre Swift. Most places I have him, but you just have to accept the fact that he's not really a guy with a great floor at this point. You're really depending on hyper-efficiency, breaking off a long touchdown. But we've seen DeAndre Swift do it enough times that I'm confident he has it in him. And this is a good matchup. Lions are trying to you know get another winning streak started here. So yeah, you know, I, I think I'm going to get Swifty with it. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers at Chicago Bears. Assuming he's starting, you're locked and loaded on Justin Fields and Aaron Jones running back for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is going to play. He owns Chicago. He's fine. He's a streaming option here. I, I mean, maybe it's one of those things that's got to fail sooner or later, but it, it kind of feels like this might be a little bit of a creeper bounce back week for Rodgers. And A.J. Dillon is okay. If you're desperate, you have to start a second running back. You don't have any other options. It looked the best he had since probably week one last week against the Eagles. If he runs hard here, he could definitely see some opportunities. And I'm going to be careful with Christian Watson. Dude has been on fire recently, but it looks like Romeo Dubs might be back. The Packers are going to be as healthy as they've been all year. It just feels like you're probably going to be dependent on Watson either breaking a long playoff or being heavily targeted in the red zone. I don't think that's a guarantee, you know, for either of those things. And you can go to Robert Tanyan in a pinch. He's definitely been less involved as the season has moved along here. So I'm not going there unless I absolutely have to at tight end. But given that how that position is, you might have to. On the other side of the ball, outside of Fields, there's not much. David Montgomery's he's okay as a running back, too. The return of Fields will help open things up a little bit for him. I just don't really have high hopes for him. And with Fields back, Cole Komet is a fine streamer at tight end, not going crazy. And Chase Claypool remains kind of like a total dart throw type. But Darnell Mooney's out. Matchup is tough. But with Justin Fields back there, Claypool should be the guy. So, you know, maybe it's finally that, that week he has the breakout game with his new club. Next game up here is a little bit more fun. That's the Miami Dolphins at the San Francisco 49ers. You're starting Tua. You're starting Tyree Killing. You're starting Jalen Waddell, Christian McCaffrey, and George Kittle, despite the little bit of inconsistency by Kittle there. He's good enough at tight end position. I think you have to lock him in there. And I'm okay with Jeff Wilson on the Dolphins side. It's kind of a lower end RB2. But Raheem Mostert is back this week. And ironically, it's a, a revenge game for both of those running backs. So... It could be more of a 50-50 split this week, so use caution well before plugging either of those guys into your lineup. And Jimmy G, once again, good streaming option here. Had a couple of down games. You could see him have to put the ball in the air more than usual if the Dolphins are able to you know, score some points against a good 49ers defense. And Brandon Ayuk is right on the verge of a must-play guy. Debo Samuel is kind of very questionable, if he plays, I'm probably not playing Debo, and it, it makes me a little bit more down on Ayuk. Not to the point where I'm saying, oh, I'm not playing if, if Debo plays, but if Debo is out, then I think Ayuk probably crosses over into that must-play territory. Again, especially in a game where you're expecting the 49ers to have to throw the ball and score more points than they usually do. So given all that, I obviously think you're probably never playing the Dolphins DST unless they're playing the Texans, but I think you can safely bench the 49ers DST if you've been rolling with them so far. The Seattle Seahawks at Los Angeles Rams game is pretty simple. You're going to want to start Geno Smith, Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. Guys are all auto starts there, and I think you probably have to start this Seattle uh, defense special teams. Seattle DST is probably the top streaming option of the week, and uh, Jason Myers, kicker over there, been one of the top kickers this week. Get him in there, too. For the Rams, you really don't want any part of this. They might be using multiple quarterbacks, multiple running backs. Tyler Higby theoretically might play and would be a good option, but I don't know if he's going to 
run any routes or really play or just be active. So I think if you're desperate, you can maybe start Kieran Williams as your RB2 in a PPR league if you have no other options. But I think that's legitimately it as far as the Rams. It's, uh, yeah, things are tough all over for the Rams right now. But, you know, they can console themselves with their championship rings and Lombardi trophy and whatnot. Finally, moving on to an interesting game, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of good stuff here. You're starting Patrick Mahomes, Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis Kelsey, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, or Samaje Pirine, whoever starts a running back for the Bengals, Jamar Chase, assuming he plays, and T. Higgins, starting all those guys. On the Chiefs side, I don't love Isaiah Pacheco or Jarek McKinnon particularly. It all depends on how the game script goes here. I think because of that, I might prefer McKinnon over Pacheco this week if you own them both. You know, it all depends, again, how the game script works out. Uh, Marcus Veldes-Scaling, Sky Moore are both kind of viable Bob's boomer bust options at wide receiver for the Chiefs this week with Kadarius Toney continuing to be out. Again, like I said, you're starting whoever starts at running back for the Bengals. I do think that if Mixon is up, P. Ryan takes a little bit of work away, but you're still probably starting Mixon as an RB2, but you still might be able to start P. Ryan kind of as a desperation flex if you didn't have anything else, but it certainly wouldn't be my first option. Tyler Boyd looks kind of interesting this week. He is going to be the guy that gets kind of forgot about with the return of Jamar Chase. Hasn't really done anything in the last two weeks. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he comes up with kind of a long play or a touchdown, something like that here. If you're kind of, you know, looking for a, just some depth, someone to play as a wide receiver for a second flex, something like that. And finally, I think Hayden Hurst is probably fine as a tight end streamer. Chiefs are kind of middle of the road against the position. He's had his moments. He's going to be down further in the pecking order with Jamar Chase. But there was a little bit of back and forth as far as some, some trash talk this week, and he got into it a little bit. So let's see if he gets to back it up. On to the Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. You're starting Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae Adams, assuming that Josh Jacobs starts, which at this point I am. Josh Palmer and Gerald Everett are pretty close to auto starts for the Chargers with Mike Williams out. Pretty much everybody has scored on the Raiders this year. So it's a pretty much a, a getting in while the getting's good game for the Chargers offense. You're not going to want either DST here. If you're really desperate, you could maybe look at DeAndre Carter for the Chargers, but he is definitely, you know, way back there in the packing order. You have to be pretty desperate in a deep league. And I expect Josh Jacobs to play. If he was out, it's probably a split job between Amir Abdullah and Zamir White. I would lean on Abdullah, especially in PPR leagues. I have, like, again, moderate interest in Matt Collins. He's kind of similar to Zay Jones for me in that they've shown some things. They theoretically have a good matchup. I'm just not going to feel good about putting them into my lineup. You're probably in a, you know, 14-team league, dual, triflex league, something like that if you're starting these kind of guys. But, hey, those are fun leagues, so you need options for those. And once again, Foster Moreau is a decent streamer at tight end. Don't like him quite as much as I've liked him the last couple of weeks, but if that's what you're down to, you could do worse. On to the Indianapolis Colts at Dallas Cowboys. You're starting Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, and the Dallas Cowboys defense special teams locked and loaded. I'm okay with Paris Campbell kind of as a PPR wide receiver three, as long as Matt Ryan is starting at quarterback for the Colts, he's kind of captain check down there. Jelani Woods is questionable, a tight end for the Colts after the big game last week. I'm not going to use any Colts tight end, no matter what here. So really doesn't matter to me whether he's up or down this week. I don't hate 
Ezekiel Elliott is kind of a, a running back too here if you have to start him as that. I think you could probably find better options at the flex. You're pretty much hoping for that 60 yards and two touchdown game, something like that. It could happen given the point spread, but I am not wild about it. I think Michael Gallup's a pretty easy fade here, despite the fact that he looked better last week. It's a tough matchup as far as the corners go for him. I just don't think the Cowboys will need him this week. And again, if you're still in one of those kicker leagues, uh, Brett Mayer, kicker for the Cowboys, once again, in the lead option here. Finally, we finish up with the New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're starting Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, Tom Brady, and Chris Godwin. Could this be a taste uphill gay? Uh, Juwan Johnson's questionable. They still have Adam Troutman until, you know, Taysom Hill has kind of been all over the place. Hasn't really done much uh, in his previous matchups against the Bucs, but they have to do something here, right? Everyone's kind of thinking that the Saints could pull off this upset. Somebody has to do something. Maybe it's Taysom Hill day again. If you're desperate at tight end, his floor is almost zero, but he has pretty much as high of a ceiling as any tight end you could possibly stream. Looks like Uncle Lenny, Leonard Fournette, is going to play. Given that fact, I don't really want to start him or Rashad White. This feels like a pure hot hand situation. I would expect White to get the start, but he will not have a long leash. Could go back and forth. If either back gets fumbled, they can just get yanked. It's kind of ugly if you have to start one of them. I get it, but it's not something that I would do by choice. And notice I didn't put Mike Evans up there in the guys I had to start. I think he's right on the edge, but again, with the injuries to the offensive line, Bucks are without, uh, now they're without Tristan Wirfs, all pro tackle here. It's bad for them. It's going to be all about the quick game. I think they're leaning on Dobbins, but you know, Evans is what it is. If Marshawn Latimer does not make his return, I'm, I'm okay to throw him out there as more of a kind of a, a Bob guy, a boomer bust, but it's definitely a week here where I think Evans is going to have to get it done in the red zone otherwise to really pay off the decision, you know, to start him, so. That was it. That was our week 13 start sit thing. Hope it helps you out and good luck this week. That was Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. Thanks again for checking us out. Again, find us wherever you get your pods on social media at Seize the Gap FF. Find a YouTube channel at Joe Blow Football Show. I'm Magda Mills. And on behalf of myself and Jamie G, please be aware that I don't care if you're old, you need to seize the gap. We'll be back next week with our week 14 waiver wire ads. This has been Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. The views expressed here are those of the hosts alone and do not represent those of any other entity, individual, or organization. All team names and logos are copyrighted by the NFL and their respective teams. Thanks again for checking us out. Come back next time and we'll continue to help you to seize the gap and stop being so inefficient. Good luck to you and all of your teams. Who's that? Nobody. I said, who's that? I said, nobody. Ah!